Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 251, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. And my guest today says, we're often so busy spinning the wheels that we forget to look after the most important wheel, and that is the steering wheel. Now, joining me on today's show is David Blair. David, he's passionate about customer experience, particularly the almost overwhelming lack of it online. I have to agree with you there, David, and you know what? He's on a mission to change that. So on today's show, David is going to share more information so that we really can understand the importance of customer experience. He's going to talk about why video is so essential to be part of that customer experience, as well as some tips on how to use technology to really help us enhance that customer experience. Experience. Welcome to the show, David. Hi, Anne-Marie. How are you doing today? I'm really good. Look, I love that you're talking about two things, customer experience and technology. And I'm sure so many ambitious entrepreneurs would say, and you probably have this as well, yeah, 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 we know about customer experience. The thing is, many businesses say we know about that, yet they're doing it, as you said, so overwhelmingly wrong or incorrect. And I think we met on LinkedIn, if I recall correctly. And how many times on LinkedIn do we connect with someone in the next minute, they're trying to sell us their products and, and services and so off, which is just the, the wrong way to start off that uh, customer experience. So thank you for sharing your expertise with us. So let's help us understand customer experience. What is it and why is it so important? Well, customer experience is the new yardstick by which uh, people, ordinary people, measure the effectiveness of businesses for them. Mm -hmm. It's how I feel when I interact with a customer, with as a customer with a um, any kind of organization that I want products or services from or even just information from. Yes, yes. yes. So it's the feeling that makes me decide whether I'm going to continue in the journey with that customer with as a customer of that business or not yeah yeah what i think is so important and what a lot of business owners don't realize is that as they grow as they're growing their business and ultimately that's a goal for all uh, business owners they then will need to introduce staff 
to be able to support customers and speak to customers and so forth. And as a business owner, the leader of the business owner, if we haven't defined what customer experience looks like and what's expected, then it's very difficult for us to A, get the right staff in the right role, um, because there's certain qualities that you are required, I'm sure you speak into that, that, that enables someone to give that you know, high quality customer experience and service. And then secondly, be able to monitor and track that so that uh, you know, if something happens and every now and again, you know, we may not deliver what we expected or, or what we said we would, how are we gonna come back to that and ensure that uh, we deal with that you know, overwhelmingly so that customers do leave uh, happy. So let's talk about what are some of the key things that you see businesses continuing to do that is incorrect because so often we don't realize that what we're doing is wrong. So let's, let's what are the most common mistakes that you see? Well, I mean, given that uh, some of the research I've read uh, says that 81% of people look online before they even take the next step with respect to any kind of purchase or, or further communication with a, co a company. Yes. that they're intending to do business with. Mm -hmm. uh, that's huge. And uh, I've read somewhere else that 60 to 70% of those people are doing it on smartphones now, as distinct to desktops. So there are yes. two things that fall out of that. Um, and yes, I'm talking about the technology side, but mm -hmm. it's actually driven by the people. Yeah, because yeah. the people that you have in your organization, if they don't have a focus on customers, right from the word go, if all of them don't have a focus on customers, then guess what? The guys who are doing the website, who do the digital marketing communications, um, EDMs and all that stuff, um, mm. they don't have that focus. And as a result, they do it from an inside-out perspective. They do it from, you know, this is the brand, this is the company that we work for, here's mm -hmm. the services that we provide, this is our story, this yes. is how we want to do things, as distinct to how the customer wants to have things done for them. Yeah, yeah, so true. And, and I think when you're talking about customer experience and it's how a customer feels when interacting with your content, um, how easy it is for them to find out information, whether they're look, searching online, as you've said, and then taking the next step, they may want to reach out to you. If we don't make that seamless and in a way, as you said, the customer's expectations, then they're not going to either decide to invest or if they, if they do and the customer experience is far from stellar, then guess what? They're going to share that with their colleagues and their connections. And as we know, customers will often share negative experiences, then they will share good experiences. And uh, we certainly don't want that. So when it comes to technology, I know a lot of businesses, uh, whether they're smaller businesses or even some of the larger businesses too, technology can be quite frightening, can't it? And, and not really knowing what kind of technology to use. What are some of the feedback you're, you're hearing from uh, small businesses? Well, one of the things that I hear quite often is, uh, yeah, we recognize the importance of video. We think it's great, you know, um, but it's not for me. It's, uh, it's for somebody else. And why is that? It's because we have the fear of um, putting ourselves out there on video. Yes. And uh, the, the uh, concern as to what we'll look like, what we'll sound like, how people will view us, and mm -hmm. are they going to think we're noters out there? Because in New Zealand, for example, we have the tall poppy syndrome where people who stand out from the crowd are kind of, you know, Yes. You know, oh, they're a big noter. You know, we don't. You know, I'm not like that. You know, I'm just one of the one of the blokes. You know, I just 
um, act like everybody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We <laughs> so have that we over have here in, in this, Australia In this country, too. <laughs> we, we have to get over ourselves and put ourselves out a bit better. Yeah. But I, I think coming back to what you're um, referring to as the technology being daunting, especially mm-hmm. for small businesses, yes, there's a lot of that around. And it's not just with video, it's with email marketing and all sorts of stuff. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. we have a bunch of people who are teaching us how to do marketing automation mm-hmm. and how to how to do um, this, that, and the other thing with respect to the digital arena and online stuff. And the techniques they're using come out of 1970 in terms of manipulative selling mm-hmm. tactics. And it's all about the numbers. It's not about the individual. Yes. It's, you know, in, the, in America, that might work. Uh, it certainly doesn't in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that in America, it's going to stop working pretty quickly. Yeah. Because, it it know, doesn't take long. It doesn't take long because, yeah. as you said, we're dealing with human beings and it is mm. all about the experience. And I think it, um, the customer experience has to, from a business point of view, be across every aspect of business, your brand, your brand message, the team, the values. What is, let's define each step, each touch point that a potential customer is going to re, re, you know, react or interact with our content and, and perhaps reach out to us right through the customer experience they've purchased, helping them to, if, if a lot of our businesses who are listening and watching a service-based business, how they deal with you, how you share your services and expertise, right through to when that relationship may may uh, may then terminate because you know you you've, you've um, completed your coaching program that kind of thing, and I think when we haven't clearly defined it, it's going to be very difficult for us to continue to to deliver a certain aspect of of customer experience and then look at how can we make this even better for customers. And as we said, with with video and technology. So let's talk a little bit about uh, one of the things that you're saying. You know, video is really an essential part of the customer experience. If we look at the customer experience journey, are there areas for businesses that you think, look, in this stage of a customer experience, it's really very important to incorporate video um, that you start them off with. Have you seen that to be true, whether in, in certain stages or a certain journey of the customer buying experience that video is more important than, than other areas? Well, definitely, because if you think about um, 81% reported by Gartner of people uh, who um, look online before they take the next step. Yes. And uh, they are faced with a sea of sameness in terms of websites. Mm. All of the websites, are, you know, almost the design is copied from one to the next and everybody has the big banner and the floating pictures and, yeah. and stuff like that. And if they have video, they have actors in the video who are telling all about the brand story and they're telling all about the products and the services and they're telling about, um, you know, and they might have infographics and all sorts of other things. Mm-hmm. But what they don't seem to have and this is like over 90% of customer of companies, big or small, don't seem to have their own people on video mm-hmm. to form a connection with the customer. Yeah. So this is me. I'm David. I run my business. This is what I do. This is how I do it. This is what I believe is important. Yeah. And that connection that you can form online, because pe- people buy from people. Yeah. They don't buy from websites or mm-hmm. infographics or email campaigns. They yeah. can get manipulated into purchasing through those mechanisms Mm -hmm. but that's becoming increasingly difficult because everyone's on that bandwagon yeah yeah and the other thing about that particular issue 
-hmm. is, you know, all of us have been to McDonald's selling, do you want fries with that? We've been the salesperson. We've learned the selling techniques that mm -hmm. they are using on us. So whenever we get the faintest whiff of it, we know they're trying to sell us. Yeah. And, and, and that prevents automatically produces the, the brick wall yeah you know? yeah uh, we're not listening to you anymore because you're just another salesperson yeah absolutely you know as you're sh sharing that i think it's some of the experiences that i have had with people who i have gotten to know through videos through the images that they shared and it's not a, a hired actor or anything like that or not staged it really is them authentically having a conversation mm. so when i have decided and then they do say by the way i've got this too to me, because they've built a connection with me, it's coming from, oh, yeah, I will, actually, that's handy. Whereas, it, isn't it interesting that because they've built that connection and that engagement, and that's what we're talking about, then I'm quite happy for them to say, by the way, I've got this too. But if they haven't got that connection with me, it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute, who are you trying to upsell me? So, and, and that's just kind of my observation, and that's what you're saying. Other people are now, we got, we've gotten to the point now where we can almost smell something, hang on, here it comes, here it comes, can't we? I mean, seriously, we're, we're almost waiting for it now because we're so savvy to, to those, as you said, tactics that um, online marketers are doing important yeah so if someone's just getting started and I love the way you said because this is one of my key phrases to myself just get over yourself you have to learn to do it still today um, you know there's a little bit of uncomfortableness but just starting out so what would you say is a great place just to start out if businesses really haven't yet embraced video and they've said you know what David we're gonna start what are some of the key steps that they need to consider well the first one that I can think of in fact, this is the, the one which has come out most often in the people that I coach in the in the video business as as creating their own new videos using their smartphone or whatever. They're worried about what it's going to look like and what they're going to look like, what they're going to sound like. Mm -hmm. And the biggest problem that we have is that when you're looking at this little camera here, it's it's not a person. Mm -hmm. We can, when we sit in front of people, we can converse with them, we can get feedback from them, uh, we can develop a conversation. Mm -hmm. But when we try and converse with an inanimate object, it requires a certain mindset. And that there are two elements to the mindset. The first element is one of um, familiarity. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to the camera because I do it so often that it's no longer a threat to me, right? Yeah. And the second part to it is attributing a personality to that camera. Mm -hmm. is to say, well, okay, I have in my mind when I'm talking to the camera, and it's much easier in this situation now because I can see you and we can get feedback from one another and mm. so on. But if you weren't there, then I would have in my mind a picture of a person that I want to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I would tell, that, tell my story to that person. Yes. And that's how I, so, so my recommendation is what I call a 30-day challenge mm -hmm. to try and uh, desensitize yourself against the camera and get used to the idea of treating that camera as a person. Mm -hmm. So, the, so you, you um, every day at a particular set time, you turn your phone on, you record one or two minutes of content, mm -hmm. doesn't matter what it is, anything at all, just what happens to be on your mind at the time. You say, well, um, I'm looking out the window today and, and the cats are playing and, you know, they're chasing birds and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, and then you play it back to yourself. Yeah. And after you've played it back to yourself, you don't look at it again. Mm -hmm. And what happens is it engages your subconscious mind 
because when you look at it, you say, oh, no, do I look like that? Oh, no, did I sound like that? Oh, no, did I say that? Really, you know? And those things go into your subconscious and your subconscious starts working on you mm -hmm. while you're going about your business in the day and while you're asleep that night. And uh, when you try and do it the next day, suddenly it's a little bit better in one particular area. Mm. After 30 days, it's amazingly different. Yeah. And just pardon me while I, I see that I'm getting a bit overexposed because the sun's coming out. So I'm just <laughs> going to draw some curtains if you don't mind. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That You go ahead and do that. I'll um, put Hang this on. On, on gallery here as I talk. Um, and it's so true as, as David is doing that. I think if I look back to my experience when I first started, um, we decided to... Uh, live, you know, with, with uh, all of our videos. David, what I was just saying as, as you were doing that, if I think back to when I started um, streaming our videos live or recording videos, I just made the decision. And I would always say for the last 10 years in podcasting, the audio podcasting, you never had a bad hair day. Um, but of course, now that we do videos, you know, and sometimes I've got this piece of hair that will sometimes just sit there and I cover my face actually when I record because I'm originally from the New Zealand too and we, you know, okay. we kind of take the mickey out of ourselves, so do Aussies as well and I think I just can't stare at my face. But every now and again I'll pour it down as that piece of hair there. You know what, and sometimes it is and you've just got to get over yourself because here's what I've learned and I'm sure you say this to clients too. Our message is so much more important than what we look like and no one will really, our ideal client will not care anyway because they'll be so mesmerized but so they would find so much value in the content that we're sharing that we're not going to do them any justice if we're hiding that information and we're not sharing that. And once we realize that, then we know that our message is important and it's going to impact the lives of many people our ideal clients. So, okay, so we're trying that out after 30 days. And I love that because, you know, that by that stage too, we're far more comfortable in just having a conversation rather than kind of, you know, stiff and sounding like we're, we're a bit of a, a robot. So what are some other tips then? So we've done the 30 days, we're feeling more comfortable. What are some other tips that we need to consider? Well, some of the other tips are to basically do a little bit of research online. It's free uh, to pick up tips on how to compose your image. For yes. example, I'm um, using a little bit of uh, lighting technique here where the light falls across my face, mm -hmm. uh, where uh, I'm not evenly lit. Yeah. And that helps to bring my face uh, out. It looks me, makes me look more like a person than a reporter. Yes. <laughs> so that's one thing. And the other thing, of course, is to have a good microphone. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's easy to get a good microphone. I mean, this is just the headset that comes from my phone. Yeah. And, and that produces a much better result than the built-in microphone of yes. your phone or, or your laptop, yes. whichever. Yeah. So there's a couple of tips on production quality. But mm -hmm. the most important part that you talked about was the message. We are the message. Mm. It's not what we look like. Uh, it's to a certain extent not uh, the quality of uh, broadcast quality sound, mm. you know. As long as this, we don't have too much echo, as long as we haven't got a scratchy connection yeah. uh, and it's down in, in level, mm -hmm. that's, that's okay, you know, because the beauty of the production is in the eye of the beholder, the people that we are mm -hmm. communicating to. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, as long as they can hear what we're saying clearly, that's what we want to aim at. 
So we don't need to be uh, television broadcasters, yeah. um, but you know we pick up things along the line that help us make and make us look better and sound better and those sorts of things. That's a journey that you can go on. But the mm -hmm. most important thing is your message. So too many people start off with saying, "Hi, I'm David Blair. I do this and I do that and I do the other thing and I've done this and the people that I've had success with are blah 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 blah." And 15 minutes later. Mm. 90% uh, of the audience has already gone and we haven't started talking about what we were going to talk about. Yes. So my uh, greatest tip with respect to getting started is to think, what am I going to say mm -hmm. in the first five seconds of this video mm -hmm. that's going to be interesting to my viewers? What's going to mm -hmm. hook them in? Mm -hmm. And that then is what my message is about. Yes. So start off with, you know, I could start off, for instance, by saying, 81% of people look online before they even pick up the phone. Mm. So if you haven't got a good online experience, it's all over over. That's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah, I like <laughs> so, that. So so that's one. So you, so you provide a statistic. You can even ask a question too. You struggling to capture, you know, and, and people, yeah, that's me. And then, well, today I'm going to, and then you can backtrack and go, well, hi, I'm David Blair and I'm blah, blah, blah. Let's mm. dive in. And so I think absolutely. I mean, I say the same with, with a podcast too. Sometimes you have hosts who have very boring music, so you just want to, you know, poke your eye out with a needle uh, almost. And and then they, they banter on and they share what they had for dinner last week and goodness knows, and it's like, I really don't care, you know. Um, and I think, you know, people are very time poor, aren't they? So if we're going to spend any amount of time uh, absorbing content, then we really need to make sure that it is worthwhile and certainly going to be valuable for us. So, and I think a lot of businesses tend to struggle with their message if they haven't really clearly defined it. You know, how are they going to um, get their message across in a way that's relevant, you know, their brand experience, if you will, but also that's relevant for their audience. Do you find in, in your instance that many of your businesses that you speak to and your clients, they're sharing a message that's too broad because they're, my ideal client is anyone who, you know, lives and breathes almost. They're, they're not niching enough. Do you see that still being an issue with the, the clients and businesses you deal with? Yeah, well, I think the biggest issue that I come across in terms of um, refining communication mm. is um, get rid of the marketing speak. Ditch the sales talk. Yeah. Um, talk in human terms. Yes. You know, what, what are we actually doing and why are we doing it is more important mm -hmm. than anything mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. So we start with the why. We start with a fact that gets, or, or you know, there's there's an acronym which is defeats, mm -hmm. which is um, evidence defeats disbelief. Yes. And the first thing we want to try and do with our online presence mm -hmm. is to try and generate the, the, the initial steps toward building trust. Mm -hmm. You can't create trust online, but you can start the process. Yes. So by having a human connection, by having your video there, you in the mm -hmm. video, not as, not some actor, mm -hmm. and by telling why you do what you do, then you generate a connection with people who um, have an affinity for that, mm. for that reasoning and that thinking and that belief. Yes. And they share your values, they share your key, your interests and your passion. Mm -hmm. And so they'll, so they'll come on the journey with you. Um, but if, if you don't tell that, then people are looking, you know, what's, what's different about the sea of sameness, mm. uh, as, as Chris would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And I think, you know, sometimes businesses, what they don't recognize is the incredible 
um, validation and credibility that they are building when they're consistently getting their message out there online. They're building uh, you know, a showcase of content that validates what they're saying and if it's consistent, then they almost create that, that brand experience and of someone who knows what they're talking about because of that consistency. And I think a lot of businesses give up too soon. Oh, I've done video and it doesn't work. How long have you been doing it? Oh, three weeks. It's like, come back when you've been doing it for three years, you know. But seriously, I mean, yes, just yesterday uh, I was contacted on on uh, Instagram. They said, oh, congratulations for branding yourself the podcasting queen. And I said, well, I'd love to take credit for that. But actually, uh, it was my my guests and colleagues who would refer to me as that. And it took me years mm. to actually get comfortable with it. And I did what you did, got over myself and thought, you know what, I need to embrace that. And she said, how do I become the queen of something? I said, get good at some, choose something that you love to do and that you, you, you are skilled in. Do it every single day, week after week, year after year. And then the audience will, or your community will start to really see that. And I think when we're creating video and we're online content and, and you know, integrating all of that, we create an expectation and a reputation that that is who we are. And there's nothing stronger and nothing more powerful that cuts through the noise when you show up day in, day out, week after week, year after year, yes? Yeah, absolutely. Consistency is really key. Yes. And it's not just consistency of turning up. Uh, you know, we, we're not looking for an attendance certificate here. We're yeah. looking for a performance certificate as well. Yes. We're looking for a consistency certificate to say, look, we, we are telling the same story all the time yep. in different flavors and different variations. Yes. But that's what we're on about. You know, yeah, so for me, so it true. might be I'm on about uh, getting rid of these absolute devastatingly frustrating experiences that I come across every day online. Mm. And I am gobsmacked that they are coming from big companies who, um, do you want me to name names? Well, you know what, what rather than naming names, let's, let's list some of those tactics that they're using. I'll give you one that just absolutely annoys me is when people are on LinkedIn and they farm your email address and they add you to autoresponder, which you know is, and they try and personalize the message and you know that you've been added to this. And then when you go to unsubscribe, it says, you know, oh, it's just so annoying. So that's one that really irks me. So what are some of the most common tactics that you're seeing that's actually destroying um, the, the customer experience? Okay, so I'm not naming names, but uh, these these are two examples from big companies. Mm. And one of them is a United States organization that teaches people about marketing. That is their business. Mm. So they, I subscribe to them because I'm interested in online marketing. Yes. I'm interested in how it should be done, and I want to learn as much as I can about it. Mm -hmm. And I've been a member of them for five years or more. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm subscribed to their list, which is why I get the emails. So I get this email and it says, have a look at this infographic. So I click on the link and it goes to their website. And it says, um, oh, you have to log in to view this. Oh, hang on. They sent me the email. They know who I am. Why do they have to ask me to log in? So mm -hmm. I log in. And then the infographic still doesn't appear. So I try it on a different browser. And I try it on a third browser. 
on the same computer. Mm -hmm. And then I try it on my iPad because I figure, you know, maybe there's something wrong with my computer or my network connections on the computer or whatever. Mm. And the iPad's going through cellular connection. It's not going through the, the home internet router and stuff like that. So it's completely different mm. and the same result. So I pick up the phone and I ring from New Zealand to the United States and I talk to their subscription department. Yes. And I say, I can't get this infographic. I'd really like to get this infographic. I've paid for it. Yes. You know, I'm a paid subscriber. So where is it? You know, mm -hmm. and he looks online and tells me a couple of, um, you know, about 20 second wait, dead silence. Mm -hmm. He comes back and says, sorry, the link is broken. He says, but you can get it here for free. Huh? You mean I'm paying for a subscription to get information that's free? Now, that doesn't make sense. And then as I'm looking at this, and I, I've, I've obviously clicked through to get their telephone number on the website, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at their telephone number, and up pops a pop-up that says, please subscribe. Well, I'm logged in. Why mm -hmm. would I need to subscribe? You know I'm a paid member because I'm logged in. Yeah. <laughs> so it's those kind of things that really frustrate me. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, because you are already a paying customer, so that is one of the... the... <laughs> To, to, to really, um, and I can't uh, think of the word I'm looking for, but it doesn't make you feel special, does it? I'm paying you already and here you're saying to me, hey, Bob, and I get that too with some email systems where I already a paid subscriber, but they may have my other email, you know, an email address that I might have signed up for something else and they're trying to sell me into the program that I'm already in. And it's like, I'm actually in your program already. And, and it's kind of like, oh, but for me, I might've used a different email address. All of these things that we're talking about, we need to be aware of. Is this something that perhaps we're doing and unknowingly causing our existing customers to think, hang on a minute, I don't feel special. Um, and, you know, and, and, and how can we fix that then? And of course, it, it could just be a piece of technology that enables um, people to, to realize that when they've um, when they're already logged in, that they don't get any of those messages. And, you know, it's only for new people who are not yet a client. Very important things to, uh, to, to be aware of. So, David, we've probably only just scratched the surface. Yeah. But we've, it, it's important to have the conversation so that we know that whatever decision that we're making, we can ensure that throughout the customer experience, and particularly when a customer actually pay, it becomes a paying customer, how are we nurturing that to ensure that they're a happy customer? So what are some of the, the best ways for people to connect with you if they'd like to find out more about how best you can support them? Well, I guess the easiest and quickest way is to just look me up on LinkedIn, David Blair NZ, mm -hmm. and uh, go from there. You know, I love LinkedIn. I think it's a great platform for business communication. Yes. Um, if you want to contact me personally, uh, my email is david at customerexperiences.co.nz, um, or you can use my phone if you're in New Zealand or if you're in, a, in America or somewhere that you want to yeah. Don't mind paying the toll calls. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And of course, we'll put all of the links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES251. 
and you can click through there and connect uh, with David. And it, as we said, with with um, a lot of the technologies at our fingerprints or at our at our fingers, if we will, to be able to leverage in our business, when we know the right way in leveraging that, and we're consistently building a strong message and getting it out there and using the great tools, and many of them are very inexpensive. As you said, we carry, you know, um, the technology that we carry around on our smartphones. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, if I think back to the very first microphone I bought, and, and now, as you said, with, with you know just a little uh, headset like that, you can create your own um, video studio, podcasting studio if you wanted to, uh, to really build that connection. But it's the consistency and the right message um, that's certainly going to, to build that uh, level of uh, influence and credibility online. So David, once again, thanks for coming on the show and sharing your insights with us today. No, thank you very much for having me, Anne-Marie. I really appreciate the opportunity. And it's also very interesting to hear your views on this topic. Mm. And I think what uh, we could wind up doing, and uh, this is just a, a thing for the future, is maybe have a, um, a panel discussion yes. where we have several people online that have a point of view about a specific item mm. uh, of interest in this area. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, would be great because then... Um, uh, as I said, we've, we've got a number of people who are speaking into that conversation uh, because it's one of those things I think that as business owners we have to have the conversation and know. Sometimes it's what we know we don't know what we don't know, <laughs> and until we realise, oh, okay, and and let's face it, as entrepreneurs we will often seek out support, but if we don't know that what we're being taught is actually um, causing our potential customers to be turned off. Because everybody else is doing that doesn't mean that we need to embrace it and do it ourselves. Let's let's look at ways that we can leverage some of these tools, but in an ethical way, in a way that is going to build a strong customer experience um, on, a, on the long term. Because I think a lot yeah. of those tactics that you spoke about today, they don't care. It's short term. They don't care if they burn uh, various mm. clients because they've made their money and that's it. They're, they're always... But as we know, as business owners, if we nurture our customers, it's those 20% of customers that's going to generate 80% of our business rather than the other way around. Um, yeah, well, there's, there's two things I can say to that because I've, I've, I've done a lot of work in sales training mm. in the past. And it is a, a well-known fact that it's you know, somewhere between 9 and 27 times more expensive to get a new customer than it is to keep an old one, yes. an existing one. Yes. So that's point number one. And then the other point that I, that I would have is, you know, people don't buy a product. They buy the expectation of what that product will do for them. Yes. So that's what we have to be talking in terms of is the benefits is how, how is it going to actually affect me? Mm. What, will, what will your product or service do? And if you start by telling stories around that, then you can't go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about getting a panel discussion uh, set up and we can really um, hit this on the head and really disrupt with a message that we know is going to continue to support businesses and clients. It has to be a win-win. It has to be a win-win-win for everybody. If it's not, then, you know, if someone loses, um, then I don't think it's a, it's a good, uh, it's not doing business on purpose and with purpose and really creating um, an experience and, and delivering a service or a product that we know is going to make an impact in, in their lives. And so, and once again, thanks for coming on the show and I look, for, look forward to, to chatting further in a panel discussion. Thanks, Anne-Marie.
You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.